Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, this is another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It is episode 35, and the phrase, boy, that escalated quickly, has never been more appropriate. This time last week, Wade and I barely talked about the virus, the pandemic. I don't even know if it was a, probably was a pandemic declared at that point, but um, when we did, it was a lot less serious than it was, um, or than it is now. It's only a few days ago, it seems like the NBA and MLB, everything was fine. And then all of a sudden it gets canceled all at once and everything came to a screeching halt. And if you listen to sports shows, watch sports shows, they have absolutely nothing to talk about. And that was up until today, which is uh, we're recording this on the 16th, Monday, NFL free agency opened. And that kind of saved everyone's content creators uh, watching Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, which is one of the shows I still try to watch as often as I can. They had nothing to talk about. Um, and it's really sad that stuff like bad beats are gone because we love our bad beats here. Uh, I get plenty of those. Will this pandemic cost us all of 2020 for baseball? Will it, will it kill the NBA season? That's kind of all still on the table right now. We have no idea. We can say all we want that maybe the virus isn't that deadly and people are overreacting and um, people test positive, but don't have any symptoms like, uh, Donovan Mitchell just had said with the jazz, he doesn't have anything he can play right now. The sports world and the government are taking it very seriously. And I, I take the, the idea of no baseball very seriously. So even though maybe I'm not necessarily scared for my health or, um, I'm not even that, I'm not even that worried about the economy, honestly, but I didn't think this could happen with sports. And here we are, this is the first time in my lifetime, 32 years old and nothing like this has ever happened luckily. And hopefully it doesn't happen again. But meanwhile, on today's show, we're, we're trying to press forward with lack of content. We'll see how far we can go. Uh, we've got friend of the show, and for a while there, Padres Twitter enemy number one, Dan Zimborski, is going to be on the show. I guess depending on who you ask, fan bases love to rip their, their own guys, what, what we do on the show all, all the time with Eric Hosmer. But when an outsider like Dan does it, a lot of people kind of jump to Hosmer's defense and uh, or started to attack Dan, got the pit, torches and pitchforks out. Uh, anyway, we're going to bring Dan on. I was kind of on his defense there with the Hosmer stuff. And we're going to talk to him about his Twitter and what he was talking about with Hosmer. And so we'll clear that stuff up with him. Uh, I love to nitpick stuff. So we're going to nitpick some of the things he's been tweeting lately, do a little bit of prospect stuff, um, some Padre stuff also, and then how he's dealing with the pandemic and his isolation. He works from home, he said. So he's not a whole... Not a very different lifestyle for him over the last few days. It's the golden age of interviews. So expect a lot of interviews going forward. Hopefully we get more and more um, over the coming weeks. We're going to figure out what Dan does to to pass the time when he's not writing or doing this stuff. Maybe a lot of people are, we're going to see a lot of people improve their golf game in the next few months. Also, Wade, uh, kind of a cowardly move by Wade, not coming into into the office. There's no one here. And yet he still wanted to work from home or pod from home. So he's going to Skype in. We're going to talk to Wade briefly. We're going to go over some MLB futures. Do you dare gamble on the MLB futures? And the only ones that are out uh, got playoff odds, win totals over unders, but the futures props with the, the individual players, there's a few of those out. And we're going to talk about them with him. The only ones they're given out right now are batting average. And that's for obvious reasons. We have no idea how many games are going to be played. So things like batting average are not really affected by a total number of games, but unlike uh total or counting stats, home runs, RBI runs, they're, they're not going to put those out, but we're going to do some guess the lines with Wade and uh, figure out who has the, the best read on the over-unders for batting average, at least we got, I mean, Hey, we're doing our best here. Before we talk to Dan, have some fun betting at betonline.com. We were just talking about betting new sponsor of the show. I know no March madness or any of your leagues, but betonline.com still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack and sports aren't totally gone. 
there's still mixed martial arts, American Idol, a bit on the elections. We talked about that with Dan. The Spelling Bee. I don't even know if there's – are they still doing the Spelling Bee? Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. You can still make bets on all these things. There is still fun to be had. So go to betonline.com. Use our promo code MYPOD100 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. For listeners to the show, 50% off with your promo code MYPOD100. That's all one word. Bet online. The fun never ends. So let's get to Dan Zimborski. Back joining us with a, another appearance on the podcast. We've got Dan Zimborski. He's a senior writer at Fangraphs. He's an ESPN contributor, Zipstatician. And can we just say nerd at this point? Baseball nerd, regular nerd? I never denied that. I never denied that. So it's it's perfectly okay. Is that in the in the Twitter bio or on your ESPN bio? For a while I put nerd of the people on, but there were a lot of obnoxious things to fit into my Twitter profile. So I'm not I'm not sure if it's still there. But at this point, I mean, based on what I do for a living, I I mean I do a lot of projecting of baseball players. Using a non-parametric model, it's kind of a uh, a thing. I don't think I can say, yeah, I'm 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 the James Dean of baseball <laughs> writing. It's it's not gonna happen. I've been trying to think of who you who your voice reminded me of, and it finally just hit me. Have you ever Uh-oh. gotten any comparisons on the voice before? Uh, I've 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 heard Ira Glass before. I'm uh, I'm but... getting a uh, Tristan Cockroft from you. You think? Yeah, I met Tristan, but I I didn't really analyze our voices. So, uh... <laughs> but I like Tristan. He's very tall. Is he? Well, how tall is he? I don't know. He's like six five or six six. He's he's a big dude. I would never have guessed that. I've seen the picture of him before, so I have an idea of what he looks like. But kind of like him and Dan Lebetard, sneaky tall also. Uh, it's hard to gauge height. Um, are you tall? How tall are you? I'm not tall. I'm, I'm about 5'11", so that's about average. Oh, that's, that's very solid. Yeah. I'm above average for weight, though, which is just <laughs> – if, if you consider that a good thing. Like, oh, I'm, no, I mean, I'm, I'm above average. Uh, I forgot it's- to mention, follow uh, Dan here on Twitter at DZimborski. If you don't know how to spell Zimborski, you should be able to figure it out by now. Yeah, Google, Google, Google will fix it. You know how <laughs> weird I am after all these years of spelling it. And uh, complain to him on Twitter about Eric Hosmer. That's where you should send all of your Eric Hosmer complaints. <laughs> it's too I, I think I've said all the complaints. Oh, we're going we're gonna to get into that. So you caught a bunch of heat. What was that, a couple weeks ago? More than that, maybe? Um, it, it's, for, everything's kind of compacted since, since uh, all the coronavirus it's COVID-19. all it's pre-corona and then everything post-corona. There's two different lives we've lived since then. But here's the thing. It might help his war. I can't the, hurt. I wouldn't, the I wouldn't think it hurt. is a little bit better uh, because it doesn't look like they're getting paid. Uh, so, yeah. It's going to save the pottery some money, I guess. Yeah, it just took a, just took a pandemic. <laughs> that's horrible. But um, Hey, that's, that's what to, we've got to work with here. Yeah, you have to have your sense of humor in, in things like this. So that's what I, I always you, say. Yeah, if you can't if you can't joke about Eric Hosmer and you can't joke about the pandemic, then yeah, what's the have, point? You're gonna have a rough couple months. Yeah, it, it's gonna be really boring if if we're if we're if we're too nice for two months. Did you expect that kind of backlash to Hosmer? Because I thought your initial criticism of him was pretty mild, considering what I do to him on the show once a week. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm always I I'm I'm surprised. I'm a little more surprised than I was uh, bef- when the contract was signed, uh, because when it's signed, at least people could say, hey, you know, he's coming off an OK season with the Royals. He may not be the worst player ever. And, you know, I mean, I didn't buy that it was a good contract by any stretch of the imagination, but there was at least some uncertainty there. Uh, after two years of him being, you know, pretty lousy, uh, it, it, it just seems weird for people to get more angry with me. It's like. But but why am I in trouble? I was right. <laughs> I think the criticism, well, I think it, it stems from two things. One, we're allowed to make fun of our guy, but then when someone else does it, you kind of get defensive just naturally without really knowing it. And then two, I think some people, at least lo- on local radio, I heard um, some of the people say like it was the way you did it. The tone um, was just a little harsh and they didn't understand uh, where the, like the the animosity was coming from. But that was much later in your your tweet barrage. I think you opened up with kind of just a standard. Yeah, hey, you guys I'm realize this is good. Yeah, I'm usually pretty silly, so it's it's usually weird for people to think that I have some kind of 
like angry about anything. It's really hard to get me angry about pretty much anything. Um, what have you been up to the last few days? Seems like every day things change drastically or every few days. Um, a week ago when I was doing this show, um, the world was a very different place. And now every major sport has been canceled, postponed. Um, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Well, well, the good thing is since I, I work from home anyway, uh, nice. so, so it's not like it's a, it's been a huge culture shock for me compared to some people, you know, people that are in the office all the time and, and, and do that kind of thing. I, I don't, I don't travel to an office. Uh, when I worked for ESPN full time, I mean, I was up there like a couple times a year. They didn't really need me. They didn't give me a show, which is probably a smart thing. Uh, and uh, for fan graphs, I mean, there's not really an office to go to. I mean, I'm not going to just show up at, at Dave's apart, Dave Appleman's apartment. That would be kind of weird. It hasn't really changed. I've probably adapted better than most. I've just, you know, I'm still writing because even though we're not having baseball to cover, we, we covered baseball all year anyway. So we're still just kind of in off-season mode. Uh, we still have content. And with people home, they still come to the site since they don't really have that much else to do. <laughs> But haven't you in the off season? You have like a strict schedule of things that are happening. And yeah, then... it's it's definitely a change. But there's yeah. there's stuff to write about. Uh, the good thing is since there's always some, I always have a to do list uh, of of data projects to work on. So I am able to kind of you know fill my time in a productive way. Uh, I mean, I still play a lot of video games, uh, but you know, I did that anyway. Do so. you think there's a a real chance that? this baseball season doesn't even happen similar to like, well, not similar when the season in 94 was cut short. And we all remember that here because that was the season Tony Gwynn was going to hit 400. And then the season was just lost and there was no playoffs and no world series. Do you think, I mean, I hate to say it, but every day we're getting closer and closer to potentially missing the whole season. Do you think that's in the cards? Well, it's hard to say because you have to see how this progresses. Uh, I mean, they, they, they say that, you know, the, the better we do at flattening the curve, the longer we delay the peak, but, you know, we save lives. But then again, you see so many articles and pictures of people in bars and doing stupid things that you kind of think, yeah, we're not going to flatten the curve. It's everyone's just going to kind of get sick in the next couple months. Uh, you see the, the Twitter, I mean, Twitter's blown up with the drone footage from, um, one of the beaches in Miami, I forgot where, one of the beaches in Florida, where it was just packed um, with spring breakers and uh, people going to clubs and bars and stuff. Do you think we should just quarantine Florida? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, I guess that now I get a joke that someone sent me. I hadn't really seen that. And I, I said, I, I tweeted, please, please, nobody have a coronavirus party. Let's get through one crisis without looking really stupid. And someone said the party's already happening. It's called Florida. And I thought oh, that was yeah. a generic Florida joke, but I did not see that. But it doesn't surprise me. Whatever I mean, disaster is happening, you can count on someone in Florida have a such and such party for it. It's guaranteed. We're going to talk about baseball, more baseball, I promise. But I wanted to, to do a thing where we go over some of the things you've been tweeting lately because you tweet some really interesting stuff. That um, doesn't sound like me. Are you sure? That's, that's, <laughs> I, just, all, I, just, I just tweet whenever dumb thoughts pop in my head. And there's a lot of dumb thoughts that pop in my head. And those are my favorite. And that's what I need clarification on. <laughs> um. First of all, did you get swine flu when it came out? I did get swine flu, and I was very, very sick. I mean, they, they said in the end, like 75 million people got it, so it's, it's not that surprising. Uh, but my sister and I, this was, I mean, 2009, we were both sick for literally a month. Uh, I had a fever for two weeks, and, and my mom, who, who is older and sl sort of immune-compromised, she's not like in the, like the red flag danger zone, but she got it for like three days and was fine and and was all high and mighty about about her immune system. But uh, you mentioned you also might have a cold right now. So how's that going? Uh, I actually think it's just allergies ah. because I, I had a slight elevation, which for me is like 98 point something. Uh, okay. I, I, I come we're, we're we're like one eighth reptile. So everyone in my family has kind of a normal body temperature around 97. I've heard uh, that's the normal life. I've heard the, the average body temperature for humans has been going down. Yeah, it has been. Uh, there's, there's a range. Uh, there's a variation. Uh, my grandfather, 
when he was, you know, in his last years, when he was in his mid nineties, his temperature was already like ninety six point five, and, nice. and 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 he 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 laughed about it. He was like, oh, well, I'm almost dead anyway. <laughs> It'll go down to go down to room temperature soon. I'm like, oh, thanks. Uh, uh, last Twitter question: Who the hell is Harmon Buck Jin Fokai? <laughs> He's uh. In, in, in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, the uh, the the main character, the the protagonist, the uh, first I've actually commander. seen the show, so I know what you're going to talk. If you if you explain, it, I'll, I'll follow. Okay, good. So, uh, it was it was the I want to say on the start, it was the best of the Star Trek shows in my opinion. That's they actually, especially once they had the whole Dominion War thing, and there were a lot of you know moral choices characters had to make. They weren't perfect compared to the other series that's just i want to get that off my chest okay uh but anyways uh benjamin cisco uh the the first commander then captain uh he was a big baseball fan and there were a lot of a lot of storylines that had some baseball elements there's a uh there's the actually the epi- yeah there's in the in the final season there's an episode where they play uh take me out to the holodeck i think the episode is called and they play a game of baseball against the vulcans they play at loyal marymount i looked it up Oh, I did that. That I did not know. There you go. Uh, but uh, um, so anyway, one of a player that keeps coming up is a player by the name of Buck Bokai, and that he he comes up in the storylines. Uh, some aliens also once pretended to be him in an episode, uh, and and Cisco Lock would talk about Buck Bokai a lot. Uh, and he was a rookie in 2015, and he played until 2042, which in <laughs> In Star Trek World was the final year of baseball, which does concern me because uh, in 2042, I'll be 64 and I'd still like to be working. So I'm hoping that baseball doesn't end in 2042. Uh, so he, he should have been in the majors right now. So it's, it's one of those many things uh, we're, we're catching up on the Star Trek timeline and we don't have a lot of the things that Star Trek said we'd have. Who who would have guessed that? I would never have known that Star Trek would have been so far off. I mean, there there's 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 benefits and and, and also because I think civil society was all supposed to break down right, right now because they had a, a kind of a homeless episode where they had riots in 2025. Oh yeah, I guess I guess could still happen, but uh, preferably no. They had some weird costumes which I don't think are going to be in. Hard to predict style. Yeah. Uh, but they, 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 they did talk a lot about baseball on the show. So uh, I was just talking about Buck Bokai. Uh, just like I talked about other baseball things we should have had in 2020 that we haven't. Uh, like, I don't know if you played uh, on the Super Nintendo, Super Baseball 2020. No, it doesn't ring a bell. Well, anyway, it was a game uh, which was a normal game of baseball played kind of in a weirdly configured stadium. Uh, and it, you, it was played by players with cybernetic enhancements and actual robots, and you could upgrade parts during the game. Like you, like the hitter at the plate, you could buy the hitter like a a fancy new like robot bat, and they'd get like a whole bunch more power for that at bat. Uh, and like the the shape was kind of the the stadium wasn't quite shaped the same. Uh, fans were behind like this blue glass. Uh, for safety reasons, I guess, because, you know, robots. Yeah, robots. Uh, and this was called Super Baseball 2020. So we that's not what baseball looks like in 2020. Uh, I mean, we don't have games yet, but I don't think they'll invent baseball robots between now and June, hopefully. I was thinking about robots <laughs> the other day. Like, why don't we start creating more? Like, instead of watching people play video games... We just build robots and have them on the field because we still want to fill up the stadiums and go to the events and tailgate and do other stuff, um, assuming there's no virus. Uh, we yeah, can do a lot it, of cool stuff with robots, violence-wise, that we can't do with people. I would, I would yeah. love to see some robots. I mean, we, we did have the whole BattleBots. Oh, big BattleBots fan back in the uh, day. Loved yeah, it. If, 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 we, if Super Baseball 2020 had been accurate, this, we could actually have games because all the fans would be quarantined. We'd have robots who presumably don't catch coronavirus uh we, if we had followed that timeline we'd be okay right now at least in a baseball sense i'm all in I'm, i'll support your robot league whatever you want to do i'm in yeah uh I, I 
but we can't even get robot balls and strikes. <laughs> we're close. We're baby steps, Dan. We're we're almost there. We're a year away from that. I'm I'm hoping. A year? Oh, you a year is no way. No, uh, I will have to buy you a lot of beer if I'm wrong, but I do not think we're that close. We're already experimenting it with in in uh, spring training and with Atlantic League and other stuff. I think we're okay. Two years, maybe. You think two, three? I, I'd say five years, maybe. But it's not bad. It, it, yeah, it's it's not bad. But you know, baseball is perpetually going to be behind things. I mean, this is a this is an organization that uh, that. That was suspecting that the Red Sox were playing games with video. They sent out a strongly worded letter to all the teams to not, you know, use video to steal signs. And then they didn't think in any way to talk with the players union about making possible penalties for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just just didn't occur to them. So it's not a league known for forward thinking. They they did a better job this administration than I think Bud Selig did with you know the steroid era at least there there's some solace on that yeah but I think in the end I I liked having Bud Selig as the commissioner better which is it's one of those things you tell yourself when you're frightened that you told yourself that but I think at the core I mean Bud Selig did at least like baseball I'm not convinced Rob Manfred does. Whoa, you're on record now. I'm gonna we're gonna tweet that out. Oh right yeah, now. I've I I don't worry, I've said this on Twitter before. <laughs> You've because said it honestly, on more important shows? I mean uh I mean 14 teams in the playoffs, uh a reality show where teams pick their 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 opponent. It's a little absurd. The the whole, you know, the the magic runner that starts in the second and extra innings. Are you familiar with Champions League and how that works? Yes. Would you support some kind of thing where the re- this is this is my idea? So the the le- the season um, ends, and then the at the end of the season, the winners of the National League, the American League, get the trophy. They 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 earned it. They won the league. They over the course of the season, and then when you put everyone together, you mix it up in the playoffs. You mix both leagues together into one format, and uh, you have ping pong balls decide who plays who. And the teams that in the first tier, the teams that at the top, the, the one, two, three, four seeds um, are in one tier and they, they pick ping pong balls based off the next tier of teams um, who they would match up against. Do you think that's a good idea? I'm uh, not crazy about that part. I wouldn't mind the mixing of leagues because there's really no difference between the AL and L when it comes down to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a designated hitter, but it's not like teams do anything differently because it's a designated hitter. Uh, we have daily interleague play. Uh, I, I think we're actually going to have the DH in both leagues, probably before the robot balls and strikes. Yeah, I'd be, and I'm, I've changed my mind on this recently in the, in the last year. I'm all for the DH. I think anything to make the sport more appealing and move it along and get more action. The, the pitcher is just a, a non-action event. And if I want more action in baseball, that's one way to do it. And says get rid of the pitcher. My, 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 my feeling is that uh, when we went to daily interleague play, that was kind of the signal that that the NL would eventually have the DH. Because as it is now, it puts NL teams in this really awkward spot. Because before, when you had the interleague play be like this, this one period earlier in the year and this one period later in the year, NL teams could plan around that. They could have someone like Willie Mo Pena. Uh, uh, Willie. Know, Good old Willie Moe. I was always disappointed when he was a prospect and I found out he was Willie Moe and not Wiley Moe. Because <laughs> Wiley Moe sounds so much cooler. I loved him in all the video games. He was a stud. I always turned him into one of the best players in the league and it just never happened for him in real life. Yeah, because really in, in, in older video games, you, you never really were rewarded for a player's plate discipline because <laughs> you were doing the plate discipline, essentially. I swing at uh, everything. Yeah, games are still trying to figure out how to reward players for that, for having high plate discipline. But I, I, I get off topic uh, on that, but NL teams could plan around that and have an actual DH. But now with, with DHs scattered throughout the season, they can't really have, you know, a designated DH and AL teams in those games are generally playing a player who's more or less foolish time at DH. Uh, while the NL is just putting whoever is, they want in the lineup and is kind of maybe injured a little at the moment. And I think that is, it's not a huge difference, but it, it is kind of an unfairness 
that the that the AL doesn't really compensate for because yeah, NL pitchers are better hitters than AL hitters as a general rule, but not by much that it's meaningful in any sense. Mark Grant, who's the color analyst for the Padres, had a good idea with interleague play, and it's maybe a good way to get National League fans on board with the DH is that when you have interleague play, um, we see the game the same way all the time. So when an American League club comes in, we use the DH here, and then when we go to an American League ballpark, there's no DH. You kind of flip it, so the home fans get to see something different. What do you think about that idea? It's it's interesting. Uh, I I think it has the same problems though for planning and and such. Uh, I I once you have the leagues as not being like individual entities, it's mm-hmm. just simply in, inevitable that that the rules are going to be the same. All I mean, right, it's Padres time. Uh, what does Zips already hate about Fernando Tatis Jr.? <laughs> well, Zips had... doesn't hate it. It's Zips is really at this point just worried about. About his his injury record, it's yeah, been he's very one year, very... hasn't it, Dan? Mm-hmm. One year of injury history, and then you have teams like the Yankees who are full of guys who are injured all the time, and you're projecting over 100 wins. We want to know why you hate Tatis so much. Well, it it doesn't hate Tatis; it gives him a pretty solid projection. But remember, in the in, in the end, I mean, he played like 100, and, he played 80 some games this year, uh, 110 or so last year, 130 the year before. Uh, I I, I I, at this point, Zips is saying, "Is is it going to make any big?" It's. I mean, it still has him among the like the top five players for the next decade, uh, but it's it's not going to commit to more playing time until he's healthy. Okay. Uh, for the Yankees, it's not. Zips doesn't really project project anyone to be healthy. It just predicts that the Yankees have a fairly deep roster, not quite as deep as last year. Uh, they, they they've lost a couple of their spare parts that they had around. Uh, but they're pretty well equipped uh, in, uh, in in Plan Bs uh, compared to the rest of the American League. And really, I mean, Zips gave um, the, the the Padres overall probably, I believe, the best projection among the projection system projections. Uh, because uh, if you go, I don't know if you've seen them, which I called the obscenely early Zips projected standings last month, which haven't changed that much since you know. Things, yeah. uh, Zips, Zips did have them at eighty-seven wins. That's that's the most optimistic I've seen. And what I generally use is, uh, you know, all the casino lines. What are the, what are the what do they say out in the desert for my wins? Because they tend to be on it every year, year after year. And the highest I've seen is eighty-three and a half. So if Zips has them at eighty-seven. Yeah. That's Zips high. likes the Padres overall, even if it's a little you know, pessimistic about Tatis's playing time. So I, I, I wouldn't get too greedy because then, then you, then you're tempting fate when, when you're complaining about 87 wins. Oh, uh, we're not going to, we, we would be thrilled with 87. Yeah. Wins. Well, the, well, the main projection at that point was 87 wins, 51.6% playoff shot. So are you, you're telling me right now, go bet the over. I, I probably would, but at this point, Given the uncertainty of the season, no I, season. <laughs> I wouldn't bet at all. <laughs> That's a good point. They, I mean, I'm sure they do no action for all those bets, those season long bets and stuff. That, um... but not 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 because like there won't be a season. It's because when you have something like this, the uncertainty goes up so much. Yeah, few games means more volatility. Uh, I'm actually doing a piece where I reproject the season with no changes other than the number of games, uh, just to kind of illustrate this kind of volatility. Uh, and you know. I'm I'm not a you know a habitual better that compulsively bets on everything. I bet when I see opportunities and when I see volatility, I get scared unless I'm paid a lot for volatility. And Vegas does not pay you for volatility because it knows that most people betting don't give a crap. If there's a scenario where we do get maybe 120 games this season or maybe even 100, do you see that being a, like a really successful season for baseball. And what I mean by that is we get a shorter season. There's less drag on the season. There's no um, summer months. where just, there, there's nothing. Ha- the dog days of summer don't happen this year. And we get 110 games and we're like, whoa, that was a really fun baseball season. Maybe we should consider cutting some games. They probably won't because there's a lot of money involved. Yeah. Uh, if they don't have the same number of games, there's a lot less TV money coming in. There's a lot less gate revenue coming in. Uh, and the thing is, a lot of their capital expenses don't go away uh, in a shorter season. Uh, 
Mike Trout isn't paid per game. Uh, so I, I don't see any realistic... I think you would have had to drag owners kick, uh, dr- kicking and screaming to do 154 games. Uh, to make them do 100 permanently, they would have to have a huge benefit to doing that. Uh, and I, I don't see it being that much cooler. Uh, I think that when baseball comes back, if everybody still has money, I think it'll be pretty exciting because you know people have had a lot of nothing going on for a couple months at that point. Uh, my my guess right now is kind of a two week spring training in late May, maybe, and maybe like a June one or June fifteen start. And baseball does have some options. You could run the regular season through the end of October and play the playoffs in in warm weather cities. Uh, so you're a proponent of that? Move it to a neutral site. I saw that thrown out there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't project. I wouldn't you know suggest that every year is like a new policy. But I think for like a one-off year, everybody would be cool with it if it meant we got more baseball. I think it'd be fun just to see something different like that and throw it in a a neutral site, kind of like World Baseball Classic. And I think fans would still show up no matter what. And I think it'd be really a a fun one-year kind of just weird season to have. I think I'd be interested. Yeah, because, I mean, teams expect the possibility of playing until the end of October. Uh, so it, it shouldn't be a problem stretching a regular season out to that. If you had that option for November baseball in, in, in Florida and in Texas and, and so on. Uh, and of course, you know, dome, the limited dome stadiums. I mean, they could, they could close Rogers center. Uh, it does have a roof mm-hmm. unless they took it off and I forgot. Uh, and, uh, I would say, oh, sorry, my, my phone rang. I got some food arriving. No, I don't know who it is. It's someone from Philadelphia, and I don't know who I know in Philadelphia. So I'm just going to let it go to voicemail. Uh, but anyway, uh, even if you start July 1st and you have four months of baseball, you know, July, August, September, October, you have four months of regular season baseball. There's normally six months in a season. So you could play two thirds of a season. You could still play 108 games starting July 1st if you push the playoffs to the warm weather cities. Uh, and I, I, I think that would still be a real season. Uh, it would give us, you know, three months to kind of, you know, deal with this pretty awful situation. Uh, and then, and then, and then you still have baseball because we want there to be baseball. Uh, cause I'm a baseball writer. And I like to write baseball and get paid for writing about baseball. Got to write and you got to get paid. Yeah. And those are good things for me. Before the season was kind of put on hold, spring training, I know you you see spring training stats and you think immediately that's going to carry over to the regular season. No, no doubt I mean, about it. I'm going to when I'm going to I'm not going to fly over there, but I'll I'll drive over there and and punch you. So, Will Myers um has been, you know, public enemy number 2 in San Diego. People hate the contract. They think he's dead weight. They can't get wait to get rid of him. And he's been having a really good spring, and I'm kind of just hoping that this was going to be his redemption year. This was going to be the year that he said, screw everyone who doubts me, because um, you know, these, pe- these guys are people. And, you know, th- sometimes this can affect things. Um, did you get a sense that this was going to be like a, a kind of a redemption year for Will Myers, or are you totally out? I'm, I'm, I'm not really into it. I, I didn't see enough to really make me go one way or the other. Uh, the thing about Will Myers is on, on the level I find it easier to take than, than Hosmer stuff because Myers isn't the one who's, you know, hitting every ball into the ground and showing no willingness to improve. And he's a guy who's pitched in at a lot of positions uh, without, you know, whining about it too much. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I agree with you. If he, he's that versatile and he's he seems like he's a really good team player, clubhouse, I mean, the same thing you can say about Hosmer. But I don't. I think the hate has gone too far with Myers, and they probably need to start reeling it back in a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's worth the contract, but I mean, he he was a one point six win player at least by Fangraphs in two thousand eighteen, and that was a partial season. Yeah. Uh, he 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 hasn't had a replacement level season since the one before he was traded to San Diego. Uh, it used to Padres fans used to really get on me because I used to say that it was really funny that the Rays traded Will Myers to San Diego and somehow the Rays won the trade. We lost Trey Turner in that trade. Yeah, people actually 
not just before he debuted in the majors, like when he was in his like third season, people were still getting mad about that. Like in 2017, people were mad about that. It's like, and it's like, what am I? I can't not make fun of you now. Potters and Rays have been doing a lot of deals together the last couple of years. We've sent them a ton of guys. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you had, you had the fan graphs people in there. You have, you have Dave Cameron with, yeah. You have Jeff Sullivan. So uh, who's so. who's who's beating who here? Who's getting the better end of this deal? Uh, we, 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 you mean the uh, which one? There's Be- been a lot between the two organizations. Who's who's beating who in the trades? Oh, I I think the trades have been fair. Okay. I mean, in five years, boring. who do you think's winning? I I think the Padres have more upside. I think the Rays they have a bit of a tougher division. Yeah, I mean you saw the Dodgers. Uh, but the Red Sox will come back eventually, uh, and the Rays have you know they they still have they have such a small margin for error because I mean the Padres don't spend like the Dodgers do, but they don't spend like the Rays do. Uh, and when you have a team that won't even spend you know a hundred million ever, that 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 gives them a smaller just again a small margin of error. It can go south really fast. They they do a good job with what they have. Or let's what they're willing to spend, but you know there there comes times where you have a problem and money is a good way to fix it, and the Rays just don't do that. At least all all three of those, the Dodgers, Rays, and Padres, are the top farm systems in baseball the last couple of years, and it looks like they're going to continue to be the next couple of years. So, not a big margin for error with the the Padres and the Rays, but at least they have the farm systems to back that up. Yeah, that and the and the Rays absolutely need to, uh, and I guess the Padres because they're probably not going to give any more. That that many more hundred and forty four million dollar contracts, and the Dodgers just the rich get richer, I guess, and they're going to be good for a long time. Um, yeah, it's it, it it is frustrating that the Dodgers are so good because they spend a lot of money, but they're also very good at hoarding their best prospects. When they have a guy they don't want to trade, they do not trade that guy. Yeah, Gavin Lux. Yeah, uh, and before him, you know, years ago it was Clayton Kershaw, uh, mm-hmm. and then it was Walker Bueller, uh, Corey Seager. Those, yeah. Yeah, those were guys that they would not trade. And every trade deadline, these names would come up, and it'd be like, no, it's not going to happen because the Dodgers will not trade you that. Uh, there were Twins fans, before Brian Dozier declined, Twins fans thought they were going to get uh, either, either they thought they were going to get Walker Bueller or Alex Verdugo for, for, for Dozier. And I'm just saying, you know, that is not going to happen. Uh there were Red Sox fans this this winter that had this kind of belief that that somehow they were going to get Lux uh, and and May for mm. a year of Mookie Betts, and I'm telling you, no, that trade will not happen. I was I always give my friend uh, Dustin, who's a huge Dodger fan, and he's been on the show before, a lot of crap because Friedman treats the team like it's you know, a small market team hoarding prospects. And it's hard for him to part with any of those guys, let alone the top ones. So I'm, I was even surprised that he included Jeter Downs in, in the deal for Mookie Betts because he, he hoards all his prospects, like you said. Yeah. Uh, 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 I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just got a message from the person that emailed me. He said, I just realized that I forgot to give you your bread. <laughs> I set it on the passenger seat so it wouldn't get smashed. I'm uh, on my way back with it. Oh, that's so nice. That's the end of the show, right? I'm going to put that at the end of the show. I great. wish I had more cash to to leave her. That's funny. Yeah, because so is she going to turn around? Yeah, she's coming back and she's leaving bread. That's awesome. What kind of bread? Uh, it's just store brand bread. That was all the bread they could find. Luckily, before this whole thing happened, I was at the store and picked up some challah. Are you familiar with challah? I love challah. I'm. I'm oh, no, it's the that's, best. My grand my grandfather was was a New York Jew, so I grew up eating like challah and lox and latkes and and uh, uh, well, I wasn't really into the chopped liver. My mom was though. All my friends growing up were Jewish, and I'm not, but I because they was those were my friends, and that's all I knew. I ended up going to Jewish summer camp when I was little, so I had to I got to learn about all that stuff. Oh, my my, my mom did too. It, it, it's funny because she did go to uh, Hebrew school when she was young, uh, and my grandmother was German. So my my mom was like the most Aryan looking Jew of all time, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, she actually spoke German before she spoke English. 
Oh, she would have fit in great in Germany in the forties. Yeah, but <laughs> any, any uh, we we I should go there. Uh, but she talked about going to summer camp, like in the Catskills, uh, like for other Jewish girls with semi wealthy parents. And she talked about their camp about how they had the chef and a library, and like this wasn't really a summer camp. This was like a hotel. Wow, that's different than my summer camp. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you out of here in a, just a couple more questions. Um, what is your go-to social distancing activity in crunch time? What would you recommend that people do with all this free time on their hands? Well, we, well, I play a lot of video games. I have my, my Steam library is already large enough that I need to live to be about 120 to play. What's all the go-to games? Steam game these days? Well, let's see what I've been playing. Uh, I, I've been playing the the, the trails games, the uh, the tra- uh, trails of cold steel, trails of uh, in the sky, uh, the Falcom Japanese console games. If you're into that kind of console role playing game, kind of that whole Final Fantasy path, uh, as opposed to more Western RPGs like Elder Scrolls. So, unfamiliar, uh, but I'll take your word for it. Pardon? I'm unfamiliar, but I'll take your word for it. Well, someone might know what I'm talking about. Yeah, somebody. That's why we. <laughs> that's why I asked. Someone will know. Yeah. Well, the well the PC. The PC uh, version of Trails of Cold Steel 3 is coming out next week, so I'm going to be playing that. Uh, I actually already own the PS4 one, but I want to play the PC one because I prefer to play games on the PC. So yeah, I'm, I'm buying a game twice. That, that's privilege. Um, and I have, I have the PS4 version of the fourth game in the series uh, that finishes up this series. And it's, it's in Japanese, which I don't speak but I do have a spreadsheet of translations. <laughs> so after I play through it, one more, the tra- Trails of Cold Steel 3 on the PC, then I'm going to play Trails of Cold Steel 4 on the PS4 uh, without knowing the language it's in, which, which will be fun because I have done that before. So you're playing games and also kind of studying a second language. You're killing two birds here. But I'm not really learning anything. Ah. I'm, just, I'm actually going completely oblivious and not learning anything. <laughs> I played you could if you their, wanted to. <laughs> I, I played through their... Uh, they, they, they had two games in between these two series that haven't been translated yet. I, I went through there with all the voices in Japanese. I don't think I picked up a, uh, uh, a single word. I, I do not have a flair for language. Me, me neither. I've tried and I'm, uh, I got decent at Spanish, but not really. And then I lose it quickly and I've just kind of given up. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I was, uh, I was, I mean, I was a mediocre Spanish student. Uh, I, I, I tend to, I never did great at classes unless I was motivated to. And then if I'm not, if I'm not motivated to do something, it's almost impossible to get me to do anything. Uh, but people, I actually can get by. Yeah. Okay. For people that gamble and are going through serious withdrawals right now, what would you think would be the next game to start betting on? Darts, cricket? Uh, lawn bowling is there any obscure sport that you're going to bet on and that you should recommend to all the the gamblers out there I don't think so since I'm not a compulsive better uh, maybe you could I mean you could bet on politics which sounds terrible but people do do that that's a big one Uh, yeah I I don't like doing that because it's just I don't want to think about politics anymore than I have to I'm certainly not going to make it interfere with my enjoyment uh, I guess you can you can play online poker if you really want to gamble. I mean, that's more of a thing than it than it has been since it's it's legal in more states now. I know a couple of my friends are who have pelotons are all going to race each other tonight as a thing to to do to kill time, and they're gambling on that. So maybe it's you just need to start inventing your own things to bet on. That that that, that feels kind of sad though. It's a <laughs> it's an exercise bike you 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 pl- you pay a lot for. Yeah, and then you have to pay a monthly fee for it. Yeah, and then and this is how you can win your money back. Be better at your friends. Uh, we used to uh, we used to actually gamble playing Monopoly when we were in college. We gambled on Goldeneye and Monopoly. And if uh, I were back in college, I would definitely be doing that. Um, it's too bad I don't have any games I play that much anymore that I'd be good at to bet on. Uh, the, the 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 interesting uh, see the way we, we the way we would pl- we, we yeah, I'm babbling the way we would bet on Monopoly is we would divide all the amounts by uh, 10 uh, because we and we'd all split up the entire bank because uh, the bank had uh, 20,500 
No, no, it had fifteen thousand something, and you had to have like fifteen hundred bucks between like the people playing, uh, or you could take it down another decimal and one hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, you 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 change all the all the cash for real money, and then you just play a normal game of Monopoly. Winner keeps like the cash they have, and then you split the bank what's left in there evenly, uh, and it worked out. Uh, we also allowed complex financial instruments in Monopoly. You could sell options deals. You could do rental deals. Uh, you could actually, uh, th- you could actually, you know, have actual trades and of that kind of thing. Here's like a Star, could, Star Trek reference for you. You would have loved playing Tongo on DS9, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, the, the Ferengi on Tongo. Um, <laughs> it, it was kind of like that. Like, if someone was, like, on Philadelphia Avenue, you could actually buy and op- give them cash for an option for a piece of boardwalk rents if they should land on it. Things like that. So you had it some was, nerdy it, friends growing up. It was, it, it was fun, though. Uh, and there was always a time limit because, you know, sometimes Monopoly just will never, ever end. Mm. Uh, but we bet on that. We bet playing Goldeneye. Uh, we'd have. Too. Did you play Goldeneye? Not a ton, but oh. a, good, a, a solid amount. Not, I have friends that used to play it religiously, um, but I don't think I actually owned it. So I would have to go to someone's house to play it. But yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, we would, we would have like prox- proximity mind battles for hours. Like literally, like four-hour mind battles we'd bet on, uh, and we we knew, of course, all the spawn spots for uh, the prox mines. So every time you died in the game, you died like five or six times before you could actually play. Just like da 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 da, and and then uh, it would just go on forever. Eventually, you could play when once once they ran out of mind. Spawn locations. Maybe it, maybe it makes a big comeback with uh, my generation. But, but our kids have nothing to do these days. Um, or not kids, 30 I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, Battle Royale games are, I mean, I still play them. not as good as, as I used to be at, 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 you know, reflexes and wise. Uh, but I, mean, I still play them. And they're kind of spiritual successors in a way. Uh, but they don't, have the, they don't have the same rule set. Like, you, you weren't allowed to be Odd Job or Moonraker Elite Number 2 because they were shorter and they were harder to hit. And the rule was that if some, that if someone got to, uh, that if someone got, uh, they played, uh, Odd Job or Moonraker Elite Number Two, you were allowed to punch them until they switched. <laughs> so if they could just suck it up, they could keep playing that way. That was part of the rules. Yeah. If they could take the, if they could take the blows, it was fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, fair. So, you, so we could gamble on that, uh, but you know, people get used to it. I know it feels weird to not have internet. I mean, no, we do still have internet. That's mm. how we're talking. We um, do, yeah. But you know, we live in a time where, like, e- almost every movie, music, or book that ever existed can be easily obtained. So, I don't we've, know. We've we been training for this up. moment our whole lives. Yeah, I, I don't know we can complain that about because what do you do like in 1920 when the electricity is out? You just kind of go to bed. That's that's it. Yeah, they were they were probably just doing that once it got dark. Like, what did, you didn't do anything. If you were if you weren't out drinking at the local saloon, you were just home with your family and like, no. Yeah, yeah I I don't really know a lot about those times, but I mean there were a lot of candles and and I think you went to church a lot and you uh I you guess got sick you, a lot. You rolled a hoop down the hallway. <laughs> Fun times, yeah. Not not the hallway, uh, the like you know the alley, the sidewalk. You know the game where you roll a roll a hoop with a stick. The hoopty hoop from uh, yeah. Parks and Rec. Is that act- is, is that is that what the game's actually called? I have no idea. I'm just going off of Patton Oswalt called it. Okay, I don't actually know if that ever really <laughs> really was a real game, but in every reference to like. Like a cartoon about the 1920s or a show they have, they have kids rolling hoops down the street with a stick. That's which, I, I, it could just all be an archaic lie we made up to make ourselves feel better and more modern. All right, Dad, we will we'll let you get out of here. We loved having you on. Really appreciate you making time um, for the show today, putting up with all the foolish questions and making fun of the virus and all the other stuff. And we're trying to stay positive, um, and we hope you and your family stay safe in all seriousness. Yeah, we will. We will try. 
but I mean, there's not much we can really do about it at this point. Yeah. Follow him at D Zimborski. And thanks again, Dan. We'll, uh, we'll get back to you again soon. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on. Maybe we'll have actual baseball to talk about. Big thanks again to Dan. He's probably number one in the pandemic uh, podcast episode guest rankings list as a guy that can really just – you turn him loose and he can just talk about anything. Love having Dan come on. Um, lots of different things you can talk to him about. Man of many talents. So before we end the show, we're going to get Wade in here for a few minutes. We're going to talk to Wade about gambling and what he's been up to. But first, true classic tees. Very excited about this new sponsor of the show. Style is changing. Formal wear is out and the t-shirt is in. True Classic Tees are my favorite. It's based in LA and a t-shirt company that is on the rise. The t-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash and incredibly versatile. You can wear them out. You can wear them to work. Although hopefully not many of you are going to work right now or around the house. We're going to be doing that a lot over the next few months. And the best part, they're incredibly cheap, only $15, and now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. All right, here's Wade. All right, bringing in Wade. First time doing a remote show with Wade, not in studio. What's up, Wade? What's up, man? Didn't want to come into studio, you know, this uh, thing that's going around. Yeah, because there's so many people in the studio, you know. There's like me and uh, and that, and that's it, you know. So I, I can understand why you would want to be around a big crowd. I don't know where you've been. You've probably been out like slumming it in uh, the bars in Pacific Beach watching no sports. I've been trying to find places to bet or things to bet on, and it hasn't been going well. We should start a marble racing league. A marble racing league? What? Marbles. Like, oh. you know, little round. Those are really cool. I love watching those. I know, right? I'm all in. So recently, the some of the sports books have been putting out our first MLB futures lines, which I've been waiting for for weeks. And now that the season's in jeopardy of being canceled, this is the time they choose out. They choose to put out the the lines. That was very frustrating. What lines so, did they even put out? So in addition, they, they've had the playoff odds and like over under win totals for a while now. But I wanted to get into like the nitty gritty futures player prop bets. So over unders on like home runs, runs, RBIs, stolen bases on players, and they, we can't do any of that because we don't know how many games are going to be played. Right. So what they put out was batting averages for a whole bunch of people. And that's enough to satisfy me for at least a little bit. I'm going to bet a ton on these. Um, I also bet on that the season, about a week, uh, three or four days ago, I bet that the season would start before May 3rd. And I'm going to have to take the L on that already. Uh, that's already lost money. Did they already cash out? Did they no, already take but I'm, money? I, I'm just sure that there's no chance that happens now. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, there's absolutely no way. I'm thinking mid-May at earliest. Yeah, that's what they're kind of saying, mid late May at the earliest, and I'm I'm pot committed to May third. So because they're still going to need to do a spring training, don't you think? For at least a week, yeah. Because pitchers, I, I, there's only so much you can do without um, a game. I don't think pitchers can just build up in a bullpen and not face live hitters and just go out there and start games that matter. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so we're gonna go over the batting averages of everybody. They don't, they don't do all the Padres, but they, we're going to give, uh, we're going to, you and I are going to try to guess the lines on the four Padres that were put out um, by the sports book. Um, the over there were only four out. that were put out? What's that? They only put out four? They only put out four. So Hedges, Hedges was not one like, of them. Hedges was not like at 50? <laughs> they spared Hedges' feelings by not putting him in here. So who we're going to be guessing is Tatis. Machado, Fam, and Hosmer for some reason. Your favorite player. I mean, he if, if all the people to guess the batting average line for or any of the lines, Hosmer is probably my favorite, to be honest. Well, uh, I can't wait. Wait, do you want to attach any stakes to this you between you and me? Yeah, I mean, I haven't bet in a long time, so sure. I'm up for anything. 
Have right. you been uh, Have you been practicing your uh, lefty pitching? I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out uh, about the first week I was home. I have nowhere to practice this, so I think we're gonna have to call this bet off. Whoa, we can't just call it off. I have nowhere. I have no one to throw with, and I have nowhere to do it at my house. So how am I gonna practice? Um, you should have thought of that before you made the bet. No, the bet's off. No, it's on record. We're, this bet is not off. That's 100% off. I'll, we'll you take it to... You me a Padre tickets. No, we're, we're going to... We'll talk about this later, but it's you, the bet's going to be off. No, the people need to know that you're trying to flake out on a real bet. Yeah, it was a bet, and I have... Are you going to... Okay, if you come over to my house every day, I'll practice throwing with you. That wasn't part of the bet. You had to do this on yourself, by yourself. We'll figure it out off air. Anyway, what's the what's the bet... For this, whoever gets the whoever picks closest to the line, the most gets what? I don't know. How about you? You pay for all of my drinks the next time we hang out. What, what if I win? Yeah, re- reverse. Use your imagination here. Yeah, the, the loser pays for the other person's drinks the next time. How do I know you're not cheating? We're not in the office together. How do I know you haven't just looked up these Bovada numbers and are going you, right off of it? You have to just trust me. You don't trust me? I mean, you're back out on bets, so sure, I'll make a bet if you with you. I can just back out, right? Fine. The other bet's on. Are you happy? <laughs> All right, then yeah, I'll do this bet. All right, you trust me? Yeah. Circle of trust. Wade, you're in it. So the first one we're going to do here is Fernando Tatis Jr., the over-under. I said 281. Wade, what'd you say? 287. 287. That's pretty high. And considering how high his BABIP was last year, I think his BABIP was, what, over 400 or something? Does that sound right? Um, yeah. And he was, a, he was a contender to win the National League batting title for a while until he got hurt for a second time. The over-under, 275. So I'm going to win that one. Wow. Don't you think that's pretty low? I think that's pretty. I thought I was being conservative with 281, 275. Yeah. Bovada has uh, no faith in Fernando. Very little faith. So that's one point for me, Wade. You're down. Okay. One nothing. Next one, Manny Machado. I said 260. I went pretty low here with 260. What'd you say? 269. You son of a bitch. All right. You're going to get this one. It was 280. I think that's really high for Manny. I would take the under on that. Yeah, I'm going to... The second we get off air here, I'm going to bet a lot on the under because he hasn't hit 280 in a while. He hit, I think, 255 last year. I expect him to go up a little bit, but 280 seems a little... Fernando's only hitting 270 in front of him. Like, he's not hitting with runners on base, according to Bovada. Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but... You're, you tied it up. It's 1-1. One, one. Nice. We got two to go here. So no matter what, one of us is going to be in it. And a tie, I guess we'll just we'll push things, okay? Okay. Tommy Pham, I said 280. What did you say? 271. You got it barely. It was 275. So you were off by, point, by four. I was off by five. Nice. That, that was a good one for you to win. That was huge. Sealed it. At least a tie. At least a push. Going in to the last. I feel like I have to win this one since you're just so anti-Hosmer. <laughs> Going into the last uh, player, it's Eric Hosmer. Probably the most fun guy to pick batting average for. Hedges would have been fun too, but Hosmer, I was close. I was really close here. I said 263. I was at 262. You were 262, really? Yeah, it's written down here. I can have Lauren check. <laughs> and I said this to you uh, before we started recording, or did, was it when we started? I was going to guess it. I had it right on, and I felt like changing it just a little bit. And I would have had it right on. It was 260, so you take it. Yes. You feel pretty good about yourself now? Two weeks in a row. What's two weeks in a row? Me winning bets on this podcast. Oh, the other bet's far from over. Oh, you're going to practice again now? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll do anything to just spite you. You <laughs> reinvigorated me to find a place to... I'll throw into the side of my house now. I don't care. Yeah, just get a tennis ball and go out there. Throw against your wall. 
I need to get a, one of those weighted training balls. Yeah. Or one of those like uh, ones that comes back to you so you can play catch by yourself. Yeah. I mean, well, now it's the perfect time. Before we made the bet, there wasn't this like stay at home social distancing thing. And now I actually have a hobby. It's going to be throwing left handed in my backyard. <laughs> Need neighbors to be to see you doing this. <laughs> I'm going to be very careful to not be seen by anyone. They're going to think we I'm a should psycho. put uh, some videos of you training in your backyard up on Twitter for the people at home to see. Especially throwing left-handed. I'm going to look like such an idiot. <laughs> I have to, yeah, no way I'm doing this out in public. Yeah. So, Wade, uh, you won the bet. Next time I see you, I'll buy you some drinks. I'm not going to let you go crazy, though. I might have to leave early. We'll see. I mean, bars aren't going to be open for a while, so. I think they're still open. No, not in California. I was out yesterday in PB, and they were all open. Yeah, as of yesterday at like seven, they closed down. What? That's let's. Who's that in the background, Lauren? That would be Lauren. <laughs> Say hi, Lauren. What up? <laughs> All right. Anything else you wanted to get off your chest? I mean, you haven't podcasted in a while, so any hot takes I mean, you spew? You know, I went out to uh, spring training this weekend. Or oh yeah, good time. And, good time uh, to go to spring training. There was uh, no games to be uh, seen. So you just hit up Scottsdale and got Wade wasted? Uh, I went to Top Golf. Top Golf was packed. I've never seen more people at a Top Golf in my life because no and one now, can go to baseball games. Now I'm sure it's closed. It probably is now, yeah. RIP Top Golf. Yeah, right. RIP a lot of businesses throughout the U.S. All right, we'll let you uh, and Lauren get out of here and you can go back to making dinner. We'll talk uh, later this week. Yeah, any uh, Netflix suggestions for uh, this um, social distancing? I don't have Netflix. I'm not a Netflix guy. Wow. But on HBO, Westworld just started, and uh, Homeland is still on, so I'm watching those. Okay. And I feel like there's something else on. I'm a big Last Week Tonight guy. Do you watch that with John Oliver? I do not. That's a good show on HBO, too. I recommend. I mean, now that I'm cooped up inside, I'll watch every show. And since it was Sunday yesterday, that's when all the shows kind of air on HBO, all the good ones. So you'll have stuff to watch tonight and at least for the next couple of nights. Westworld is uh, first on on the TV right after uh, whatever we have in the freezer is made. Nice. All right. Well, I'm going to watch it tonight, too. I haven't seen it yet. So uh, maybe we can talk about that on the next podcast. Perfect. Since uh, we can't talk baseball. Nope. We'll, we'll figure something out. All right. right. It's it's, uh, been real. It's been very real. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. All right, Wade. Thanks for not coming in today and just doing a quick hit, fill some time. I guess that's, that's all we can hope for Wade. And, uh, he's got, he's got Pelotoning to do at home. So we'll just let Wade do that. And we're going to, we're going to keep pressing on here. I'm really trying to continue with the content machine. I know people need their podcasts, something to listen to. Um, and with every single show, just doing, football free agency or just pandemic talk or, you know, a sports show that that's been all wrapped up in pandemic. You got nothing else to talk about. Um, I I know some of you need and appreciate an escape from those subjects and you want to just hear pottery stuff and um, just want to appreciate you guys for listening. We're going to, we're going to try to keep making content every week. We'll see how long we can go. If there's no baseball for the next several months, it's going to be really tough, but we're going to, we're going to give it a shot for now. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Fire Farm Hands. Engage with us. I know we don't use Twitter as much, but we love to chat with people when we do get engagement. Um, if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Leave comments, questions, concerns, rate the show on all the platforms. You've been listening to Believe in Padres Prospects on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart. Be safe. Segregate. Social distance. The phrase for 2020. And hopefully we can reduce this thing and get get it over with sooner than, than later. Thank you. And talk to you guys all next week. Toward your destination. Sorry, the, 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 the shopper who was shopping was asking if two 12-packs of Coke was as was okay because I asked for 124. Uh, I don't oh. know why.
I don't know why it wouldn't be. I don't think that's necessarily something you have to ask me. That's a big deal. He's got to clear that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to do this one-handed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.